but yeah, we're gonna have to discuss this off here. Um, let's not pull the let's not pull the curtain back too much. Right, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Welcome to Grapples to Apples, the podcast that talks about everything from professional wrestling to master's degrees. <laughs> and this may very well be the first ever, and maybe the only ever, person with a master's degree on Grapples to Apples. <laughs> Will Ill. Will the Thrill, the Poetarian, the Shakespearean Candidate, Major English, Master Degree in English. How does it feel? How does it feel to be a master at something that you already spoke all your life? <laughs> so, to, 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 just a small correction. My master's degree is in education. Oh, it's not in English? No, it's in the ability to teach English. Secondary education in English. Well, see, this means Thrill went to college, and I barely finished high school. <laughs> my bachelor's degree is in English. My master's mm -hmm. degree is in education in English. Ah, oh, well, congratulations to you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. It, it took forever, but I'm happy that it's finally done. Yes. A lot of money... Gone oh to God. your education. So funny. Every time I check my, my loan account, I just want to cry. Yeah, at least you didn't go to be a doctor then. I know, right? She. But we're not here to talk about his master's degree. Not yet. <laughs> it's another podcast for another day. <laughs> we're here to talk about the grapples in the professional wrestling world. On SoundCloud.com slash Grapples to Apples. It's Grapples the number two apples. You don't like SoundCloud. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on iHeartRadio. It doesn't matter where you're listening as long as you are listening. I am one of your hosts. I don't have a master's degree. <laughs> I am the very sensual, the very jolly, Mr. Sunglasses at Night himself, your boy, the general, your champion. Shades, and I gave him his introduction. But, ladies and gentlemen, if I do say so myself, the man who can introduce introduce himself like no other, tell him who you is. Ill will the thrill, the poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, major English, whatever you need me to be. That's who I be because I'm a master, and that's who I be. Thrill, sir. Christmas. Merry Christmas, brother. Merry Christmas, man. Merry Christmas to all of you as well. Despite my posts on the social medias, you're such a Grinch online. That's I am, oh my God. It's uh, it's I have to, I can't break character. It's who I am. That's my I family. Your, I saw your post the other day. It was like, I hope no one gets what they want for Christmas. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm just a miserable, miserable person. You're a mean one. Shades the Grinch. Thrill. We have we have some injury news. We have some championship news. We have some stable news. We have some 
not so important awards as the grapples the golden apple awards that will be happening next week you have something like the slammies who cares about those right and um some trademarks trying to be filed but we can't get into any of that unless thrill do me a favor yes sir ring those merry bells all right, folks, so let's start off with what's going on in, over in AEW. Sting, the icon Sting, says he's interested in doing cinema-style matches in AEW, which makes a lot of sense considering his physical limitations. Um, he said It was in an interview once before, I don't know if it was him or Taker, um, that said that they were interested in doing a cinema-style match with each other. It was Sting. Um, Sting, right? Mm-hmm. They said that he wanted to do a match with Taker, uh, you know, cinematic style, the way WWE has been doing as of late. So the fans can finally got their Sting versus Taker match, but unfortunately it didn't happen. Um, but this makes a lot of sense to me. This actually is good, in my opinion, is uh, it's good news. One of my concerns when Sting signed was what kind of Sting we we're going to get in the ring. <laughs> um, and to know that they might be doing more cinematic style stuff for him makes more sense to me. Um, and I think will alleviate any concerns of, you know, just watching a old broken man in a wrestling ring. Uh, this is what I was afraid of. I did not want him to come back in a wrestling capacity. Uh, the man's in his sixties. Yeah. All right. Um, I don't care who you are. You're not going to have the same pep in your step when you were younger. I mean, even Sting 10 years ago yeah. was in better shape. Um, he was doing the whole uh, Joker Sting, you know, the insane icon, which I actually went back to watch, and it's like his character work, fan-freaking-tastic. Mm-hmm. Um, too bad it was uh, Eric Bischoff, Hulk Hogan era Impact Wrestling, but... I was like, all right, he still had it in, in ring. You know, he was still moving. He was still doing his normal, not, not normal, but, you know, his, his mantra, his things, the stinger splash, the yeah. scorpion death drop, so on and so forth. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. And then you see a match like he had against Seth Rollins. Or against where, H. Oh, that match at WrestleMania with Triple H was rough. Out, well, the, the match with Triple H was rough for many reasons not just in ring ability but it was such a overbooked mess that like it it was horrible um the reminder of vince having to remind the world that you know he won the war exactly that they won the war so i forgot what i was saying oh okay so sting's wrestling ability he got injured in the match with seth rollins Mm mm-hmm he hasn't wrestled since. Mm-hmm. Is it like nostalgia? Like, did you get a nostalgia pop for seeing him, you know, don the, the face paint again, the war paint as it were. Mm-hmm. It, it is. But then I look at his hair and seeing how thin it is. I'm like, nah, I don't want you to see you. I, I, I don't be Steve Borden. Don't mm-hmm. be sting. Mm-hmm. Save sting for like, Blow-offs. Have a cinematic match. 
Like, have a cinematic match maybe once a year, if that. My uh, honest opinion, I don't want him... I don't want old guys wrestling. AEW is going to... Like, you can't do... Like, it, it'll be hypocritical of us to praise AEW for having Sting wrestle, but us, um, you know, crucify WWE for having The Undertaker continue to wrestle. Well, I mean, so first, I don't think they're intending for Sting to have, you know, matches every other week. I think this is for, like, when they do it on special occasions, it's going to be a cinematic style match. That's one. Mm-hmm. Two, it's, I mean, look, the the way Taker was moving in his last few matches, that's a whole different story. Like, it hurt to watch him wrestle. Um, his body was broken down, where Sting just has one major injury limitation. And again, and I'm and I'm not trying to justify it because, like I said, this is I, to me this is the best case scenario. When Sting signed, I was worried he was going to be wrestling a lot, but if they're going to be doing cinematic style, then that tells me he's not going to be wrestling a lot, and it's going to be you know, and this you know in this cinematic thing, not you know watching an old man drag himself over, across a ring. What I think they're going to do is they're already setting up him being something of a mentor to Darby Allen. Mm-hmm. So, I think we're only going to see him in a wrestling match, in a quote-unquote wrestling match. Going to do some sort of cinematic style where it's going to be Darby Allen and Sting versus wrestlers, blah blah blah, and blah blah blah. You know, in which case you're only going to see Sting do stuff like hit someone with a baseball bat, you know, drop like a double axe hammer, the stinger, the the stinger splash. The, the Scorpion Deathlock, and then, like, you know, that's about it. Um, so I, that that's the only reason why I, I don't think it's exactly the same as the Taker stuff. But even the Taker, the Taker and, um, and AJ, wasn't it was done well because you work around someone's limitations. And you can do that with all the clipping and editing. Uh, do you know, actually, that Undertaker's brother died during the filming of that match? Seriously? Yes. Uh, they had to stop filming because he had to uh, go to his funeral. And the day of his funeral, he went to bury his brother. And then like he came back and continued with the the filming of the match. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. they. Uh, they well, you didn't see the, the last ride, right? Uh, yeah, all of it. Yeah. They discussed it on there. I, I think I didn't watch the last two episodes. Yeah, but uh, okay. So cinematic matches can either help or hurt the feud, the uh, superstars itself. Um, the cinematic match with AJ and the Undertaker at WrestleMania helped the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, it felt like a wrestling match, but it also felt sort of like a movie. Right. Um, Bray Wyatt versus Braun Strowman in the swap match was boring. Yeah, no one liked that. The the Firefly Inferno match, which was clearly an edited cinematic type match as well because they were cuts of, you know, when Brandy's sitting in the rocking chair and The Fiend sets the trail on fire to try to burn up the rocking chair, you can tell that that was clearly edited. Yeah, well, uh, edited, but would you consider that cinematic? It was definitely heavily edited. I just don't know if I would consider that cinematic. Like the Firefly Funhouse match of John Cena is a cinematic. 
Okay, so yeah, or there is a difference between edited and cinematic. Okay, yeah, the, the Firefly Funhouse with John Cena that that was definitely cinematic. That was also an acid trip. <laughs> yes, it was. Um. So I don't, I don't, I don't know how I feel because one, it depends on who Sting's working with. Yeah. Like, are, are we going to get an MJF and Chris Jericho versus Darby Allen and and Sting cinematic match? I can see that. Oh, like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel. I'm very apprehensive about Sting wrestling. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I just, to me, this is the best case scenario. Because they've already signed him to a multi-year deal. Because merch is flying off shelves. So if they're going to do it, this is the best case scenario in my opinion. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, Trent of the best friends, you know, Chucky T and Trent. Unfortunately, it has suffered a partially torn peck and will be out of action for a little bit of time. Uh, he This, uh, according to his Twitter that he posted, didn't give a timetable, but a partially t- isn't that what um john cena yeah no, john cena triple h also had a torn peck uh cena's was so when cena tore his peck it was supposed to be a 10 month recovery he came back in like six now trent is not a cyborg like the prototype is um, <laughs> i see what you did there thank you and so i, I I'm, I'm guessing he'll probably be out for about a year yeah it's Which little, means Trent's a little older than Cena was when that happened. Also, not to mention, uh, goodbye, Chuck Taylor. Oh, <laughs> he's the least interesting version, like like part of that tag team. So he's just going to be singles fodder for like pushes. Maybe not. Hopefully not. Hopefully they find something to do with Chuck E. T. You know, they they still have Orange Cassidy. You know that they're, they're a three man team. Yes, but Orange Cassidy is over. Chuck Taylor is not as over. But best friends are. Unless they have Trent on TV, just not wrestling. That's possible. Although for his sake, I'd rather him stay home and just recover. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll have to see what comes with this. Um, And lastly... Lastly. Wrong company. Tony Khan, the president of All Elite Wrestling, in an impact said, in an, in an impact, in a promo said, Impact can send people to AEW Dynamite anytime. Does this mean we're going to get an invasion, a, an, uh, invasion style storyline? I surely hope not. No, 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 no. Because I think this would be done right. I, I don't. Uh, I would rather this just mean. The doors are open for cross-promotional appearances. That's what I hope this means. I do not want to... Look, I'm I'm sure it would be done right, but between the invasion and between, you know, WWE's yearly brand invasion, I'm kind of over invasion angles right now. I kind of, like, I need a minute. So Mm. I'm not really looking forward to it. I swear if I see... A wave of impact guys coming to take over AEW. My first, re- my automatic reaction is going to be, oh, "Here we go." Mm. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. If again, they could do it right, and if they do it right, then I'll be happy. The problem is, and it's already set up. 
that it won't make sense. Because Kenny, an AEW guy, who's their current world champion, is on Impact tagging with the Good Brothers, who are the Impact Tag Champions. So that relationship alone would make an invasion angle either difficult to pull off or incredibly convoluted. Because then what? The tag t- the tag champs are going to have to decide which side they're on. Or the world champions. Well, we, that's, that's perfect, though. It's, it's all right. So who would be their champion would be Rich Swan. Hopefully at that time, it's like Moose. Because he's more believable, like to lead the 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 charge, and sure. they sit there and they ask uh, Machine Gun and, and Doc Gallows, like, where does your loyalty stand to your brothers from Japan or to the brand that you're supposed to represent? You are our tag team champions. Yeah, but as fans, we're already going to know where that's going to end because they're contract they're contracted to Impact. Yeah. Except maybe maybe the Brotherhood of Bullet Club is stronger than the contract, and then there's repercussions for them. It, they, there's stories that can play out here. There's stories that can play out here, man. Don't okay. don't don't, don't de away this. You know, just like okay, 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 fine. You you've convinced me to keep an open mind. All right. Now transitioning from AEW into Impact so effortlessly. Madison Rain has announced that she is leaving Impact Wrestling for a career outside of professional wrestling. So, acting? Um, it's got to be acting, or unless she got a gig as a, a, a TV presenter on like a some channel. But I don't see what else Madison Rain is possibly going to be doing. Uh, I'm trying to I figure out. She has some skill that we don't know about, like you know, she's gonna be a professional seamstress or something. I don't know. I mean, she's 34 years old, right? Um, wow, she's actually married to Josh Matthews. Yeah, sorry, you know that? sorry to hear that. Yeah. Um, she has to hear that voice all the time. Yeah. Oh my god! I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> Uh, or maybe I mean maybe she's there. You know, they're ready to settle down, like and have kids. You know, does she already have kids? Didn't she have one recently? Maybe they don't have kids. I don't know. Mm. Um, it's just yeah, she has one child. Yeah, yeah. I knew she had a she had a kid not too long ago. Uh, with uh, I I don't remember. Uh, Josh. Josh Lomberger. I don't know her. They don't say when her child was born. So Josh Josh Lamberger is Josh Matthews. Oh, that's his name. Yeah, uh, Josh Matthews is a lot better than name than Lomberger. She was married to a Jesse Cabot before him. I think that's her baby daddy. I think. Yeah. Oh, um, twenty thirteen. Yeah, so that's her baby daddy. So maybe she wants to have another kid, and they want to sit, like you know, do it with Josh Lumberger. Could be, could be. Yeah, she's thirty-four years old. She was in the May Young Classic. Mm-hmm. She wasn't Madison Rain in the May Young Classic, though, right? No, she went under some other name. I forgot some WWE name, something probably like Madison something else. So yeah, I mean, aside from that. I, I don't know what she can do. Um, I don't know her personally. So, Ashley Rain. 
Thank you. That's what it was. So, yeah, whatever. You know, good luck. All the best. Now, let's move on to some exciting news as we are, what, two weeks away from one of the biggest wrestling shows of the year every year. This upcoming Monday and Tuesday, January 4th and 5th, live from the Tokyo Dome, will be Wrestle Kingdom 15. So, as we're getting closer, the bill, the card is starting to take shape. Satoshi Kojima has challenged Kenta. So, to give you some backstory, John Moxley is the current U.S. champion over in, in uh, New Japan. Juice Robinson had the briefcase to face John Moxley. Kenta and Juice had a match, I believe it was earlier this week, to do, you know for that briefcase. Kenta defeated Juice, and then Kojima challenged Kenta. So at Wrestle Kingdom 15, we're going to have Kojima versus Kenta for the right to challenge briefcase for the IWGP US Championship. Okay. Which means Moxley's not going to be able to make the show. Yeah, obviously. Like, yeah. that is definitely... Um, it sucks because yeah. you you sh- you need to have Moxley on your card. He is your U.S. champion. Travel restrictions, um, man. Mm-hmm. What do you do about it? So, yeah. Um, unfortunately, I'm looking at the dates. Wrestle Kingdom's on a Monday and a Tuesday. Yup. I do not know how we're going to pull that off. It is not going to be an easy one. <sighs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what we're gonna do. Um, I don't Oof. know. You and I are gonna have to have a conversation about that. Later. Uh, yeah, off, yeah, we're gonna have to discuss this off here. Let's um, not pull the let's not pull the curtain back too much. Right, exactly, exactly. exactly. <laughs> All right. So, speaking of the Kenta and Juice Robinson match, it would appear that Juice suffered some sort of injury at this match. And he is off of Wrestle Kingdom 15 due to injury. <laughs> um, last bit of news revolving around Wrestle Kingdom is Stardom, the all-female Japanese wrestling promotion that has, I think, is owned by the same company that owns New Japan Pro Wrestling. They will be having two dark matches at Wrestle Kingdom 15. Last year they had one. This year they're having two. Um, hopefully hopefully next year they have one card on the actual show right right that's what i was gonna say i'm I'm hoping that this is steps in the right direction to actually have women on the actual card um and even more so i'm i like that stardom is an all women's promotion because it gives women opportunity but if we can get some of those women working new japan shows to get more eyes on those women that would be great so mm-hmm. I'm hoping that this is something in that way. Maybe we get one stardom match per New Japan show. You know, one match at Dominion, one match at uh, uh, Genesis, one match at you know uh, New Year's Dash. You know what I mean? Like there's one match per show. Have a match on the, on the climax pre-show or something uh, like that. Exactly. Like the actual show. Exactly. And then we can maybe next or you know in a few years we'll have two or three uh, startup matches on Wrestle Kingdom's card. 
I don't know, but I just I hope this is a a progression towards including more female wrestling in New Japan's uh, you know programming. Mm-hmm. Final bit of news outside of the WWE. We're hitting all the promotions today. We hit AEW, Impact, New Japan. Now, how about some Ring of Honor? I didn't forget about them. They just had their final battle pay-per-view. And at the pay-per-view, Bestia del Ring, who's the father of Dragon Lee and Roosh, appeared at the show and has joined La Facción de Ingobernable. Dude, I practiced that so many times this morning. So tough to say. <laughs> Which is the Ring of Honor slash North American version of Los Ingobernables. Um, and they tease a feud with the foundation. So that could be interesting to have this Mexican lucha based stable versus this American, North American technical style of wrestling stable. We could get some. Oh my god, this could be really interesting, actually. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, well, I'm I'm intrigued to see where this goes, and I'm happy that Ring of Honor is doing something. Yeah, you know, they were so lost before the pandemic. They reset after the like during the pandemic with the tournament for the Pure Championship, and and now it looks like you know we're getting some interesting stories that are based again in wrestling. We're gonna see lucha. Versus North American technical wrestling, and I'm all for it. Yeah, um, you know the foundation is Jonathan Gresham um, and Jay Lethal. They are well, that other guy. The um... yeah, that's why I just said Gresham and Lethal. I don't know the other guy. I don't remember the other guy's name. Give me a second. I saw it One, earlier today, and I forget his. Name. I always two. forget his name. It's something. Um, I'm not even going to pretend. I'm just going to... Titus. So it's Tracy Williams, Jay Lethal... Tracy Williams is the name I was thinking of. Okay. So it's Jonathan... Yeah, it's Jonathan Gresham, Jay Lethal, Tracy Williams, and Rhett Titus. Okay. There you go. That's the foundation. Yeesh. Um... it, It goes without saying Jay Lethal is probably... The best pure wrestler that ROH has, mm-hmm. so to put them in a in a ring with um, a faction such such as uh, in Groba blah 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 is going to be uh, very beneficial for them, especially because Roosh and Dragon Lee, um, they're big on Roosh. She's their world champion. Yeah. Dragon Lee got he won the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship yeah. like a couple years ago, right? Yeah, and in, in Japan he wrestles as Ryu Lee. Ryu Lee, there you go. Um, so yeah, this is this this could be fun. Yeah, for sure. And they're doing the family element over mm-hmm. with, you know. I, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. I'm digging it a lot. So like I said, could be fun. Could be fun. But anyway, that's it for me, y'all. Shades, what you got? So, uh, not, not a lot is happening over in the land of the Giants, WWE. Keith Lee has attempted to file a trademark for his birth name. Because 
his contract is coming up soon, and WWE actually tried and failed to trademark Keith Lee's name so that he can't take it with him if he leaves WWE. Now, all signs point to Keith Lee leaving WWE, in my opinion. Um, they were big on Keith Lee last year at the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. They were big on Keith Lee uh, a couple of months ago, the Great American Bash, mm-hmm. where he became the first man, the only man to win both the NA Championship and the NXT Championship. Mm-hmm. The next pay-per-view, he loses the belt to Karrion Cross to get called up. Mm-hmm. He's on the Survivor Series team. Vince McMahon doesn't like his in-ring work anymore. Now, why is that? Keith Lee made a name for himself on the indies mm-hmm. with his style of work. Keith Lee was probably one of the most over people in NXT. Why isn't it working on the main roster? Because he's not doing the big brooding giant thing that you love so much that doesn't work for everyone? Sorry, Vince. If Keith Lee leaves, he's go. he goes to AEW, he will become the AEW champion. Without question. He has so much charisma and so much athletic ability in the ring. It's insane what Keith Lee can do. Yep. I'm just... I'm... I'm definitely. I, I I can say this for a fact. You and I always gave like Kofi and his championship reign, like, you know, spit no for respect. it. You know, no respect. <laughs> he he was undeserving. Blah 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 blah. There were people yeah. who were before him who deserved it. You know, there's people after Keith Lee. Deserves a WWE championship run. Like. His charisma. I, I wasn't. It took some time for me to to warm up to Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. Yes, it did. I was. I wasn't a fan. I'm not. I, I ain't gonna fake the funk here. I was gonna. Oh yeah, I'm Team Keith Lee from day one. No, I didn't like Keith Lee. I was like, I don't. I don't. There's nothing there that like, like, like draws me into him. Yeah. And then I actually sat down and not only watched his indie matches, but I watched his NXT matches, and I'm just like. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is why they high on him. Okay, I can see this. I can see this. I I tried telling you about Keith Lee for so long, and you're just like, nah, I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see Mm -hmm. it. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Listen, it's very rare that Shades is wrong. (laughs) just, Just look at the championship ring. But I'm wrong. I was wrong about Keith Lee. And I definitely take back all the the negative I've ever said about him. The guy has all the tools. Mm-hmm. He has the in ring, um, he has the in ring ability. He has the charisma ability to to become and remain a star. If not for WWE, that is their loss. Look what happened to Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm. He had to leave and blow up on the indies and other promotions for WWE to be like, oh. Maybe we shouldn't have put him in an air guitar band. Yeah. When I so I not not to be you know that mark, but when I first saw Keith Lee in PWG, 
I was like, the only thing that's ever going to hold him back is his gut. That's mm. it. Because I know that the mainstream market, I know WWE specifically, it doesn't matter what you can do. If there's a certain issue about your look that they cannot fix or work around, you're going to have a glass ceiling. It worked. It didn't. Okay, so <sighs> heavier guys. Keith Lee, mm-hmm. Kevin Kevin uh, Owens when he was Kevin Steen on the on the in Ring of in, Honor, in Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Um, even Bray Wyatt, who's mm-hmm. on the heavier side, mm-hmm. they what they lack in physical like specimens. Yeah. Yes, they make up for in ring ability and mic ability. Yeah, and and like ability. And, and likability. When you said likability, likability, come on. The casual WWE fan, if they don't see a mountain of muscle, they're not going to like it. But yeah. the diehard fans who like in-ring ability, who like uh, you know uh, promo ability, will gravitate towards a Keith Lee, a Kevin Steen, a Bray Wyatt, a Samoa Joe. Like, it doesn't, you don't have to be ripped to to shreds. I agree. But that's, and that's the thing though, is that like you and I agree and like wrestling fans agree, which is why Kevin Steen was so big. Samoa Joe was so, you know, accomplished in the industry, which is why Keith Lee blew up the way he did, which is why Bray Wyatt was as successful as he was the minute he, you know, created the Bray Wyatt gimmick. Um, Look at the most successful big man of all time, Vader. Doing moons. Under the giant, but yeah, I get what you're saying. I'm talking about like. Yeah, yeah, like like agile. Heavy, heavy, a heavy set big man who yeah. was doing moonsaults. Yeah. Off Vader, the top rope. Bam Bam Bigelow. Bam Bam Bigelow is another one that doesn't get the credit that he deserves. Yep. Yep. And it's funny because if you – like any of those wrestlers who worked outside of WWE except for Vader, most of them were topless. Uh, except for Kevin Steen. Kevin Steen used to wear a singlet. Um, and then once they go to WWE, WWE is like, no, we got to cover that up. They either put them in a singlet or a T-shirt or some sort of, some sort of like – Compression shirt or something. That happens. I mean, so look at old. look at Otis. Otis was in just trunks. Yeah, now he's in a singlet. Mm-hmm. Now he's in a singlet. They used to make him hike up his trunk so much, but his they would drop under his gut, and he would spend the entire match adjusting his trunks. So they're like, they just put him in a singlet. And mm-hmm. I think so. I feel like, and I could be wrong, but I, I I don't think I am. The majority of wrestling fans are still men. Right, I mean, we have a lot more female fans than we used to back in the day, but it's mm-hmm. definitely still mostly men. When you're a guy who goes to some random show in a, a quote-unquote bingo hall, and you see uh, a big dude wearing just wrestling trunks, doing moonsaults and spirit bombs and part of super kick parties and you know Spanish flies with the top rope, and he's got your similar body type. And he's showing it off confidently. It's a lot easier to get behind. And then WWE shames them 
strips them of their ability to show off their charisma. Not I'm not talking about physically now. I'm talking about the way that they script everything. And and on top of that, put them in crap feuds where they can't show off their wrestling ability. Well, of course you're gonna have a huge drop off. Mm-hmm. I'm more inclined. I'm gonna root until my eyes and throat bleed. I'm gonna root for the guy who looks like me doing crazy stuff that I only wish I could do versus that same guy, but now he's half the performer that I get to see. Now he's doing the same boring moves that everybody else is doing. He looks more generic than generic can look. His ring music, is it? does it even have? What is music? You know, like, and then they wonder mm-hmm. why they're over in NXT and PWG and Ring of Honor and New Japan, but they're not getting over in WWE. Mm-hmm. Keith Lee's overness is not from the, like, no one on Raw, like, casual fans don't care about Keith Lee. He's still over in WWE because the NXT faithful are carrying him right now. Mm-hmm. But he's starting to dwindle. They're not doing anything with him. So I don't know. I, I either I hope they figure it out or I hope he goes somewhere else. Um, there was that proposed storyline that, that was on Facebook that you showed me. I'm not crazy about it, but seeing him in a suit, I can see him playing a, like a smarmy heel character. Oh my god, that'd be great! But he I was a heel to... before he was a babyface. Yeah, but I also don't think that they should. Rev- they, they always go straight to the heel. Well, when a babyface isn't getting over. Um, but Keith Lee is over. They just don't think that he's over. Exactly. And again, you, um, put, him, you put him in, in AEW or back to Ring of Honor now that he's you know glowed up, so to speak. Or New Japan, and he's gonna be a top guy because he's got the ability and the inc- he's so like that smirk that he does, that side smile, that one little side smile has more charisma than fifty percent of the rest <laughs> of that roster. That 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 smirk has more charisma than Roman Reigns a year ago. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather watch that little weird side smile over Sucker and Succotash all day. So the picture that or, or post that Thrill was referring to is uh, I tagged him on the social medias. Um, Keith Lee potentially joining the Hurt Business and going under the tutelage of MVP. And that way you have MVP... Uh, tr- <clears throat> excuse me. Um, teach Keith Lee, and Keith Lee takes the championship off of Drew McIntyre. Now, I I think I said this a couple weeks ago that there there are talks of a Keith Lee, Drew McIntyre, Brock Lesnar match for this coming WrestleMania. I said I'm okay with this as long as Keith Lee goes over. Mm-hmm. This would be the perfect way to do it, where um, Bobby Lashley, who was in a terrible storyline with Lana and Rusev, Cedric Alexander, who was nowhere to be found, Shelton Benjamin, who were no long- nowhere to be found, are now, respectively, the United States and Raw Tag Team Champions. He 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 brought them from obscurity 
into pseudo mainstream like status where there are three of them holding main show championships. If they can have Keith Lee join and be the WWE champion, I think that will 100% legitimize the Hurt Business. They're almost there, but they haven't done it with the World Championship. And we don't want to see MVP with the World Championship. It has to be Keith Lee. I don't, I don't want Keith Lee with, with the Hurt Business. I don't want Keith Lee to have to depend on anybody. Just let Keith Lee be Keith Lee. Mm. Let him, but like, again, book him right. This isn't this isn't rocket science. You know what you know you know what they should do, and they won't do this. They should have okay. So you know how Ricochet is in the middle of this stupid storyline with Retribution, right? And oh yeah, losing, I was going to get to that. And he's losing every week to every different wrestler on that on that in that group for whatever dumb reason. They should. So they didn't do it the first time. They should use Keith Lee, have him join up with Ricochet to take down Retribution. Why? Because Retribution corrupted Keith Lee's best friend. Keith Lee's whole thing is he wants Dijakovic back. I think that's a way that you give Keith Lee something to do. You give Retribution a purpose to exist. You get Ricochet off this terrible schneid that he's on. I don't know what they're doing. It doesn't make any sense. Lose to everyone so that you can face the leader. I don't get it. Um, yeah. Let Keith Lee go and rescue his best friend. That's what I think they should do. At least for now. Give him something to do. How does that? It doesn't get you back to the championship match that you were talking about. I understand that. But I don't want him to need... The Hurt Business, I want people to need Keith Lee. Yeah. Uh, I don't exactly like him being a mercenary for hire type thing. Um, But these are just potential storylines that Keith Lee can embark on if given the opportunity. Yeah. Um. The fact that Throw mentioned Ricochet, um, Ricochet had uh, an appearance on Raw Talk this week, and he had like this heartfelt, impassioned speech. And I'm like, okay, but our truth being in that segment kind of really, I don't know, killed. Yeah. Like any emotion that I was supposed to have for Ricochet, like while he's making a joke? Or actually just cutting jokes the entire time. Ricochet, you know, cuts this monologue where he's crying. But if you got someone crying next to Bugs Bunny and, you know, the Roadrunner and, you know, Wiley Coyote versus someone crying in an Academy Award winning film. There's a huge difference, you know. Mm-hmm. Ricochet crying next to our truth just looks like <laughs> Ricochet is crying. Yeah, you know, just I don't know. I, I don't know why they hate him. I don't know why they hate Ricochet so much. I don't get it. I don't. The guy has so his athleticism is off the charts. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I, to think that just a few years ago, what this man was doing in every wrestling ring around the world, and the minute he steps into WWE's ring, well, I don't... Did we forget the TakeOver Brooklyn match with him and, and Adam Colby, man? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my God. And this is where we are. We're crying next to R-Truth because he's losing every match to Retribution. Ugh. And just a week ago, we had Big E on uh, Talking Smack. And... Paul Heyman just laid it all out there for him. And and, and what happens to Big E this week's uh, on, on SmackDown? He wins the IC Championship. It's just like Ricochet would have benefited from having someone mm-hmm. um, with a less comedic role there. Someone serious. And, someone with some and, gravitas. And, and R-Truth is calling him... Um, uh, he's he's messing up Ricochet's name. He calls him something else. I don't remember the actual name. Like, I don't I don't know what they're doing with Ricochet, but it's it's infuriating. Yep, 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 yep. And the last bit of WWE news, so we alluded to earlier, was the less popular uh, awards. Uh, the Slammies were given out. Uh, we have all the Slammy winners for you guys. Let's start off with the most important one. Superstar of the year. Drew McIntyre. Um, okay. Uh, I don't care. Um, but what I do care about is Roman Reigns' response. True, Drew McIntyre winning a Superstar of the Year. He goes, when you're the highest paid or most decorated superstar in the business, you don't need participation awards. I don't know. Going full heel. Yeah. He's staying in character, which is what I like. And I said, you may be the highest paid, but you're definitely not the most decorated. So sit down. (laughs) He's not even the highest paid. Randall Keith is still a thing. Yeah. Uh, match of the year. Undertaker and AJ Styles Boneyard match from WrestleMania 36 wins the Slammy. Rivalry of the year. Edge versus Randy Orton. Ooh, false. Ta- Incorrect. Tag team of the year. I mean, rivalry of the years. They didn't have much to go up against. Uh, Seth Rollins versus the Mysterio family. Drew versus Randy. R Truth versus the world. And Lana versus the announcers tables. Oh my god, I hate that. Oh, and and Sasha versus Bailey. That was the only one they actually had that competition with. Tag team of the year. The Street Profits win. Return of the year was Edge at Wrestle uh, at Royal Rumble. Duh. R- Ring gear of the year. I didn't even know this is a thing. The New Day. The breakout star of the year. The Street Profits. Female Superstar of the Year. Unfortunately, I disagree with this. Uh, was Sasha Banks. In a field versus Asuka, Bailey, Becky, and Charlotte. Now, as much as I didn't like her, 
Bailey had a fantastic year. It's got to be Bailey. It's got to be either Bailey or Asuka. Yeah, you disqualify Becky and Charlotte because of all the time missed. Asuka was the Raw Women's Champion and the Tag Team Champion. And won Money in the Bank. So, like, what are you doing, you know? Yeah. Um. So, yeah. That's cool. Sasha Banks won that. And male male superstar of the year was Drew McIntyre again. Moment of the year, The Undertaker's final farewell from Survivor Series. Now these awards are getting really dumb. Most creative twenty four seven pin. Oh my god! Drew Gulak in a janitor's outfit. And musical performance of the year, Elias. Social media superstar of the year, Bailey. Trash talker of the year, Lacey Evans and the Hurt Business. WWE Network documentary of the year, The Undertaker's Last Ride. Celebrity appearance of the year, Rob Gronkowski. Double cross of the year, Bailey betrays Sasha. And referee of the year, Charles Robinson. Now, you had a lot of awards. Most of them you didn't need. Yeah, I don't even want to dissect this list. It's not worth my time. It's not worth your time. It's not worth our listeners' time. The only thing I, I, I disagree with is Sasha winning female superstar of the year. Bailey's heel work or Asuka winning, you know, she was... Going into this year, she was tag team champion. She won the Raw Women's Championship twice, and she won Money in the Bank. So, well, she was kind of awarded money in the the Raw Women's Championship from Becky. Well, she won it by winning the Money in the Bank match. Yeah, but she didn't cash in on Becky. She no, just says the winner was not going to be the Money in the Bank contract, but the title itself. Yes. So. Yeah, that's it for WWE news. Yeah. Anyway, um, the only other thing worth mentioning, which is not necessarily news, but you know, this is there's kayfabe and then there's shoot, you know, and so in kayfabe, uh, Frankie Kazarian and uh, Christopher Daniels are threatening to split up as a tag team if they lose one more match on AEW. Mm. Which is interesting because SCU has been together for quite some time and been incredibly successful as SCU. They were the first ever AEW tag team champions. Yeah. I mean, as the minute they got together and started doing their whole SCU shtick, SCU shtick, and the whole like, you know, this is the worst town that I've ever been in and all that stuff, they went from, you know, Despicable heels to lovable heels to super over baby faces. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm interested to see what they like. I mean, they we've been hearing for years that Scorpio Sky has so low talent written all over him. Mm-hmm. I so, think this is the way to get him away from SCU without there being animosity. <clears throat> I guess. I guess, but I don't know. I'm like I'm I'm not 
opposed to it. I think CD wants to take more of a backstage role right now in his career anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kazarian's no spring chicken either. No, for sure, for sure. But he's been doing more in-ring work than CD. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if this is a way to, you know, get Scorpio going on his own, to get CD doing more backstage stuff. Because I think he is their, what was like their president of, of relations or something like that. Like, he was the one in, like, in charge of, of recruitment and stuff like that. So... I think once the the hopefully the vaccine gets this pandemic under control, he's got more work to do again. So we'll see. We'll see. From a KP perspective, it's sad. From a you know work perspective, I get it. I just hope it works out for all three of them. Yeah. So shades. On this very Christmas episode, it doesn't change the fact that in the world of professional wrestling, there are good seeds. And if there are bad seeds, they get a lump of coal. That's right. But no matter what, at the end of the day, they all contribute to the tree, to the garden, to the forest that is professional wrestling. Now... My good seed is going to go to the intrigue of these battling stables in Ring of Honor. Okay. I'm happy to see Ring of Honor doing something. I'm happy to see them doing something that could be interesting. I'm happy to see them, you know, having something worth talking about. Having the La Faccion de Ingobernable versus the, the Foundation. I'm very excited for what it could be. And so I'm going to give my, my good seed to that. Okay. Okay. My good seed goes to Tony Khan opening the doors to Impact Wrestling's superstars to come in at any time. Word, word, word. I'm with that too. Um, my bad seed. Huh. Can I just, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Just WWE. That's it. WWE, Raw, SmackDown, Slammies, the Slammies, all of it. It's a big fat L for me. Yeah. Uh, my 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 bad tea goes to the Slammies. Fair enough. Fair enough, sir. Now, folks, before we let you go, we do have some stuff to talk about with you guys. This upcoming week's episode is going to be a big one. We have our usual weekly. We have our yearly Golden Apples Award Show. And then we have Wrestle Kingdom predictions. Now, whether or not we do them all as one episode, two episodes, three episodes, is yet to be seen. Shades and I will discuss that off air. But be aware that this upcoming weekend, there's a lot coming your way. So I hope you're ready for all of it. Yeah, there are. Uh, we are putting out major content in the first week of 2021, just for you guys. That's so it. stay tuned. Keep subscribed. Keep those notifications on, and do not miss a single second of Grapples to Apples. 
right here on soundcloud.com slash grapples apples that's grapples the number two apples if you don't like soundcloud you got google podcast apple podcast iHeartRadio. doesn't matter where you're listening as long as you're listening don't forget to check out our social media pages. That's Facebook.com, Twitter.com, Instagram.com, such grapples to apples. Again, that's grapples the number two apples. Like, comment, share, subscribe. Do whatever you're going to do to put us in as many eyes and ears as humanly possible. As always, I've been one of your hosts, Ill Will the Thrill, the Poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, major English, whatever you need me to be, that's who I be, because I'm a master, baby, so that's who I is. Joined by my hetero life, me tell them who you are. You know who I am. I am the women's pet, the men's regret. Yeah, bet against me, you've made a bad bet. The man of the hour, the man with the power. Too damn sweet to be sour. Cream of the crop, rise to the top. Your boy, the general, your champion. Shades. Now, we are aware that last week's TLC recap and review episode, there was a technical issue, so it didn't go up, but it is up now. So don't forget to check out that episode from last week, this week, next week, and every other week. It's an apple a day. It's bad wrestling. Peace. Peace and love.